The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Beautiful Tuesday morning. Hot yesterday, but uh, we brought her back down for normal today. Glorious June start. Uh, absolutely perfect. And I'm getting a lot of emails from people being very nice to me, saying I didn't expect you to come back. I'm not supposed to be here. I will be. I was told two weeks off was don't don't you dare even try to go back to work for two weeks and i said please the people need me they need me brady it's a necessity or they have to listen to chat gpt well, or something besides Jeez. that uh, leaving the show in the capable hands of you moron scares me to death that i wouldn't have a job when i came back so i came back early am i supposed to be uh, out and about amongst the people no but am i yes am i risking life and limb of course for you guys, and also for selfish reasons, that if Brady and Brett did this show for very long, somebody would come down here and burn the building down. So mm. we can't have that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, very kind. And no, I, uh, the drugs are good. I am. Uh, I learned something. I didn't know this. And if you're ever about to do something with uh, pain medication, that, that people should tell you these things. My doctor told me, first surgery I had on my shoulder, my left shoulder, I, just, I was going to do it without pain pills. I do not like them. I hate how they make me feel. I don't like being out of control drugged. I don't I don't care for being dope, like, out. I, like, feel, like, dopey and dizzy and weird. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So the first surgery, I'm like, I'm not doing pain pills unless it absolutely gets me. So I skipped them for a couple of days, and the pain was extraordinary. And so I took them to kind of quell that, and it still never got much better. Uh, my doctor told me, you got to manage the pain. That's what they call it, pain management. I didn't know this. So if you get ahead of pain... Before you have it, but you know you're going to, like a surgery. And you get on the pain pills before and never let it get too high. It can always go back, like on a scale of 1 to 10, if you let it get to a 4, that's its peak. You can bring it back to 0. If you let it get to 10, it's never getting lower than like 6. Ooh, you'll just have a feel. It's like they're, it's rechargeable batteries. It's, uh, it's the, when you accidentally recharge batteries at the wrong time, and so now their new baseline is here. You can do that with you the pain the pills. nerves, keep you, them numb. you got to stay ahead of it. You can't wait until you're hurt. Like, you can't take pain pills when it hurts, because all you're going to do is take the hurt down a little. You take them before it hurts, and the hurt doesn't come. 
it's weird. So this new way I'm doing this has been incredible. Like, I feel great. And I'm not all drugged up because I've got it managed as far as I don't feel like I'm all flying around and whatever. Loopy. Right. And I can do it with Tylenol. Like, the best part is, is like last night before bed, I took some heroin before bed. Nice. Which was true. And a Tylenol. Fell asleep. It lasts about four or five hours. Woke up uh, right in time for getting up for this nonsense. Dropped a couple Tylenol. Feeling good. Staying ahead of the thing. And then when the show's over, I'll go home. I'll take more heroin. Probably grab a nap. And do a whole lot of nothing. But yeah, if you are if you got that, that's it's a really... The, and again, Dr. Aragi was awesome. Everybody. That core institute, I'll tell you what. They've got that facility I was in on 19th and Bethany and... It was incredible. Like, everybody there was in, just awesome. So, uh, thanks to them. Not like they saved my life or anything. Yeah. They might have. I mean, they brought me back. But uh, it was pretty awesome. And everybody was just really uh, great at what they do. So, I'm happy to say that I tell you guys about that place. Because four surgeries later, I have yet to have one bad experience in that building. And I've let them replace four different bones. So, here I sit uh, again with this glorious thing. Now, Brett, you were up in Salt Lake City while yeah. I was gone, doing some uh, Nile Rodgers and Duran Duran. Yeah. Which leads you to the idea of, like, guilty pleasures concerts. Because that's one of them. It's oh, mine, too. But I'll own it. Yeah, I, I will 100% own it. I told you, because you wanted to go when they were here. Yeah, yeah, and I had, I had a DJ gig. Yeah, you night. had to go to some wedding. Mm-hmm. So I went to it, and basically on your recommendation saying, you got to see Nile Rodgers. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll go. I definitely know he's good. Yeah. No idea. Turns How the room deep over. It goes. Oh, just it's just a magnificent like, and he doesn't have mainline sound. He's not really. The, yeah. they're, they're running the Duran, Duran Duran gets all the big speakers. Yeah. He gets his frontline stuff, and it's still just unreal. So he stole the show. I mean, he hands down. Duran Duran can't compete. No, it's like uh, one of the. It's like playing a. Uh, here's the top twenty hits of the year, and here's our new album. Yeah. Well, I don't want to hear your new album. Right. I want to hear things I know. And Niall just he just goes through the whole thing and like, man, one after another after another. And even songs are like, I don't even like this song, but I do tonight, now. tonight yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> like coming out by Diana Ross. Yep. Yeah, all right. And I'm sure June and I'm coming out mm-hmm. had to be and, quite a treat. Yeah, huge. And, and up there it was huge. Yeah. Because you're saying that Salt Lake City was a twink village. <sighs> I couldn't believe it because you figure out <laughs> as conservative as the church is and everything yeah. up there, it's almost like kind of like we were talking about. They, it's almost like they're rubbing it in their face. Yeah. The, yeah. the pride parade went by the temple and all that kind of stuff. So. As a, uh, a homosexual who's yet to be minted, the uh, uh, enough with the pride parades. There are no other group who's claimed to be oppressed or uh, you know, held back by their their lifestyle has been this mouthy about like rubbing it in, like they in front of the temple, yeah, in front of churches. Like th- there's no fear that somebody's coming after you or there's going to be violence. If there is, you're you're asking for like there's bunches and bunches of like let's go down where everyone hates us and march and turn up the flames. I saw yeah. it on the news that they did it in front of a, a religious temple, like and they stood it on purpose and stopped and did like you know you know s&m floats and things yeah. like that and i'm like all right you're not that worried that the world's after you you're not that scared of everyone and that's more proof that everybody's kind of accepting of it so you get one goddamn parade 
the whole weekend was just one after another. It's it was, stop it. You got you know what slaves never did like once uh, a year wander in front of the plantation owner's house and dance and do you know black people stuff. It, they knew better. That was it was a bad thing. It, they just kind of were like, this is a horrible situation. Stop it. You guys have it pretty good. You got whole sections of town that just absolutely love it. Every housewife in America loves you. It's the, it's the, it's the least oppressed, oppressed group of all time. And, it's, and I know it used to be, but let's not live on that. You guys are having a pretty good run right now. I mean, we are. My group. <laughs> my gang. Us gays, we're having a pretty nice run. You can walk around in shirts that say, I'm gay, I'm this, that. I know Kid Rock gets a little bit mouthy every once in a while. He's confused. There's a lot of people out there that feel like it's being rubbed in their face. I watched the thing on the news the other day. I'm like, they're asking for trouble. Like, this is this is antagonizing a problem to stand in front of a church in leather, uh, you know, S&M gear and dance. You, I mean, they have a right to feel the way they feel about you and you about them. But you're trying to start a fight. When you got the David Lee Roth assless chaps out, oh. you know, it's like, all right. Right. <laughs> when I saw one of them was in some sort of weird purple wig, and it was huge. It, white, like, bukkake makeup. Is that what that's called? No, no, no I don't think it's bukkake. I think it's the other. I forget. We'll go with that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shade it's, of Sisu. Yes. It's, a, it's it, it, on the Benjamin Moore thing. It goes from bukkake to Sisu. Covered in this white makeup. And like a purple straps around his nipples. And this giant, not dong dong hanging off of his chest. Just dancing away. And I'm like, you are not worried that society hates you at all. You are not at all concerned about what people think of you. You're not worried about being oppressed. You're not worried about your lifestyle holding you back. You're celebrating it in front of a church. See you on Monday at the bank. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mr. President. All right, Mr. Stebbings, we'll see you. It's you're not at all worried about your lifestyle being held back by others. You are having the time of your life and good for you. That's great. But let's stop with the everybody's after us kind of we can't do our own thing. You get a whole month and on the news, they couldn't stop talking about all the events in town. Oh, you got this gay parade. You got this gay parade. You got a pride thing here. You got this going on. there. I'm like, all right, you own the town. Like you. Uh, a, good planning. B, incredible celebrators. Give them a whole month and say plan out June and make it a celebration. These people are going to do it, and they're going to overdo it. You might have noticed some extravagance in the gay community. No. Give them a month, and you're going to see some stuff. They get a weekend. Next next year, we're cutting this back to a weekend. But most of the towns that you're, you know, unless you're downtown... Like here right. in Phoenix. But you can't escape but 90, it. But 90, you know. You still can't escape it. I, mean, I was like, in Columbus. You, yeah, but you're not looking. On. I guarantee it was going on. Well, I know, but I'm saying it, it's not like I, you know, traffic was, as you knew where the parade was. It's just enough, though. You don't need to hear about this every three seconds. The news doesn't need to celebrate. And, they get, and they're getting angry if nobody covers it. You know, like if, if it just happened and the news wasn't there and there wasn't a big fanfare about it, they'd be like, they're not covering it because of it. All right, calm down. We all know you're up to it. Good for you. Go nuts. Charlie's is a gay parade every weekend. Best burritos in town, by the way. Every weekend. You go, it's, stop it. We get it. We get what you like. Enough. One or two, maybe a year. But this this whole, you know, six events in a weekend. Stop it. 
I was wearing my KUPD hoodie up there just because it was it was kind of chilly up yeah. there, and you know, got down in the sixties at night and stuff like that. And I'm a pussy when it comes out. So, <laughs> but I mean, if I would have wore an all day Z thing, I'd have been oh. like, I'd have been like carried like C three PO in in, in <laughs> Return the Ewoks of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. That's, you know what? June nineteenth is coming up here, and that's Juneteenth. Yeah. And uh, you don't see African American people, you know, screaming and yelling in front of like the most racist house in the neighborhood. They still know deep down, like that's, not, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to go wandering around over by the Colonel's house and just start hanging out screaming, "We're free! We're free!" There's still some triggers on that end. I said triggers. <laughs> it's just you know, real oppression and oppression, oppression. Yeah, there's there's differences. Nobody's after you. Stop acting out. They just call it what it is. It's a wild celebration of uh, loads and loads of man-on-man sex. That's really all this is. And it makes some people uncomfortable. I'm totally fine with it. I think it's hilarious. I think your parties are awesome, by the way. But stop it with, uh, you know, nobody's paying attention to you. or uh, You guys are screaming out. You're getting a lot of attention. There's a lot. How much attention do you need? I, as a homosexual, kind of like my privacy a little bit. I'm a different breed of homosexual. In that my wife and I like to go out to dinner without having to run into gay pride parades every three seconds. I'll never forget the time at Pita Jungle. And again, I was asking for it. I was in Pita Jungle. <laughs> that those two dudes pinned each other up against the wall and started a tongue bath right there on the waiting for their pitas. Flossing each other. And one guy said, can you take that outside? Celebrate pride, bitch. Like, all right. You're just trying to make that old man throw up his steak and cheese. Why are you doing this? And if it was a man and a woman, we'd have asked you to take it outside. It was getting out of hand. I was When I see tongues from the side, you've overdone it in public. Anyway, there's a lot going on. And everything. Like, you know, the news did a story about two guys who quit their jobs and started a gay clothing company. And I'm like, I didn't know clothes could be gay. But evidently, there's a thing. I used to think the only time I thought clothes were actually gay was when uh, my friend came to school in a Tom Wopat shirt. <laughs> All right, that's pretty gay. Now I know what gay looks. Now I know what to avoid. It's like one of the Dukes of Hazard on your shirt. Kind of gay. I remember David Spade did a big thing about that. He, he had John Schneider. I laughed hysterically at this because the guy that came to our bus stop and then Tom Wopat, he didn't even pick the good Duke boy. He picked the other yeah, one. Yeah, he picked Luke. Yeah. Come on. And David Spade had his shirt zipped up and he had his... John Schneider shirt he was going to reveal at school and he realized uh oh when it wasn't when it wasn't accepted the way he thought it was like you're the coolest kid in school it was like why are you wearing a shirt with a dude on it? and there was a fine line because I'd wear a shirt with like uh, Terry Bradshaw or you know an athlete For some reason that wasn't gay but mean Joe Green celebrating a performer an actor something like that it gets a little questionable. I thought those were the gay clothes. Anyway, I get it. You're having a great time. Now, you don't need to rub it into the temple and the church. Leave them out of it. Can you just do that? Let's not start fights. Let's not bring up that, you know, things used to be a lot worse. It's great. You're having a good run. You're having a real good run. I mean, the city is actually painting rainbows and crosswalks. You own this place right now. Calm down. Maybe even pull it back. I know that's a lot to ask a group of gays. Can we pull it back a little bit? (laughs) Uh, everything have to be full throttle. Let's just pull her back. It hurts. Right now you're hurting me. You're going too deep. Let's slow down. Let's let's make love. Let's just have a nice night out. Doesn't always have to be this 
raucous chocolate LeBaron you got throwing all over the backyard. <laughs> it's all a right. different type of uh, frat party. Oh, it is all right. <laughs> it's different than the one you're used to, my friend. That's for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's that. That um, <laughs> See, now this is it. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I got an email that says, uh, it says, don't forget to thank straight people this month for your existence. <laughs> See, this is, this is the type of crap that makes it so they dance in front of churches. And pull it back on the other side, too. If you don't like gays, just, you know. You're don't, welcome. Don't go, don't go saying that stuff. <laughs> and by the way, gays, you're welcome that a woman and a man got together to make your gay ass. <laughs> Bitch, here we go. Can't even go over to goddamn Windsor without this turning into a big thing. I'm on heroin and I've got one arm. I can't fight right now. We can't have a big revolution in the middle of the street. For crying out loud. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning somebody all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. How was Salt Lake? It's beautiful up there. I mean, it, awesome. it really is. Yeah, yeah. That town. Is it wasn't a, for the crazy parades, the crazy church, and snow. Yeah, I'd yeah. live up there. Yeah, there's, there's strikes. It's, it's nice. Three strikes. Yeah. yeah. There's a. It's a beautiful city. Oh, it is. But you're right. It's run by insanity, <sighs> to say the least. It's yeah. It's got some loony loony sides to it. Yeah. Brady, One day I'll have to get up there. Salt Lake, you never been? No, it's great. gorgeous. It it's is. like mind-numbingly pretty, and then you meet the people, and you're like, nah, they're right? either they're either wild Mormons or they're rebelling against. Yep, there's, there's no there's no middle, <laughs> not really, yeah. no. And it's a uh, it's a battle, but it's a pretty place. Yeah, it's it's one of the most beautiful towns I've ever been in my life. And I, I got to drive all the way back from Salt Lake to Phoenix, which I would never do now, but then it was like it was stunning the whole way back, like all sorts of different stuff. But it was pretty amazing. And and back then, it was, uh, you know, no giant gay parades in the way. No, no. <laughs> by the way, and another one, Sean says, by the way, June is also Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. So, you know, combo. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a lot. There's a lot of gay getting tossed at us right now on the TV. And every time I click on something, I got rainbows all over the place. Like, I get it. All right. Good for you. But uh, this is... This is a celebration of how accepted society has made uh, the gay. And lesbians, you guys have had it so easy forever. No one's ever been mad at you. I mean, a few of you we look at and go, oh, Jesus, God almighty. <laughs> but we think of lesbianism and it's great. It's never been something we've been upset about, ever. Society's only looked at man gay as gross because of all the poop. That's it. They're, we don't associate poop with girl. Like it is girl amazing gay. how it's still out there, though, that f fear or that reaction. Because people think of that image. Poop? Yeah. Well, oh, because there's tons of it. You can't escape it. You're playing in the poop hole. Women, eh, it's a couple honey holes banging into each other. Probably some scented candles. It seems nice. 
you know? Seems, yeah. Just like you Definitely. and I. It's the occasional dabble with the poop hole, but we're not going in there every time. Got no options otherwise. So I think to a straight man, that's the reason why. So so much feces. It's unavoidable. That's the lifestyle that you're in. That's the reason I haven't uh, gone all, all the way yet. So much feces. Better you than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, mentally, I'm there, but uh, physically, it's just I'm just not uh, ready to make that leap. I've only been gay for three years, so technically, I've got another like 14 before I explore my sexuality. Where? If I'm a decent <laughs> gay, there's time. Yeah, I'm gonna be like 16 or 17 if I'm a decent one. I'm a born again. What if the nurseries are doing bogos on sisu trees this month? <laughs> I mean, that's a brilliant, <laughs> it's a brilliant promotion. <laughs> Celebrate Gay Pride Month with a brand new sisu tree in your yard. Bogos, you will not be sorry. The whole yard smells like heaven. <laughs> that's right. It's true. Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. No. Sisu tree in my backyard. I did see a lady on TV this weekend, and it was the only time. Like, I don't want to live to be 108. I talked about that with nurses and stuff. She said, uh, another nurse came in and said, man, your your vitals and your organs and everything, you are going to live to be 100. And she goes, it's too bad about your joint thing, this disorder you got. Because she goes, otherwise, you would be like a specimen. I'm like, I don't want to, I want a second opinion. Quit telling me I'm going to live to 100. That's a curse. She goes, you wouldn't want, and we got into this discussion, you wouldn't want to do that? I'm like, live to 100? No, because I got to work till I'm 80. To make that work, and I'm not interested in any of that. Even if there's advances in the don't care. Medicine, and I told medicine. her, I said, this, "It's all your fault. Yeah. You medical people keep trying to make us live longer instead of putting a cap on this thing, like you should be doing. Uh, it's a nightmare." And she's like, "Oh, that's I would." I'm like, "You want to live to be a hundred? I'm like, "How much do you like your job?" Oh, I love my job. How long have you been doing it? Twelve years. Twelve years a nurse. Now, and she was probably in her late thirties. How long do you want to do this? Because right now you're at 12 years, and that seems fine. Another 10 years, you're going to be like, 22 years, and I'm still a nurse. When you realize at 22 years, you've got another probably 40 to go if, our, if we're all going to 100. Does that sound reasonable or fun to anybody at all? No. I said, so let's cut off this you know, advancement in life thing. Kill some cancer. Make it so that's not – but make it so young people can't get cancer. Like We're all supposed to go at a certain time. This old lady's on TV. She's 108. And they always ask him what the key to life is. And I think they expect. I remember when Wolf Blitzer stood on rubble in a tornado once and asked some people if they wanted to thank God. Do you want to thank God for your your blessings? As they stood on top of where their house used to be. Wolf had the nerve. Do you want to thank God for anything? Do you want to thank him? She goes, no, Wolf. We're atheists. <laughs> and he just looked at the camera like, well, that's never happened before. And it's like, all right, back to the studio. It was that moment where you're supposed to give an answer and you give the wrong one. They asked this 108-year-old lady, what's the key to a long life? And she goes, no kids, dogs. Kids <laughs> kids are the devil. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that old lady's nailed it. Dude, I can live a billion more years because I don't have the stress of kids running all over the place. Oh, that's not the answer you're supposed to give. You're supposed to say like Twinkies or beef jerky or something. No kids was her answer. They didn't report it. Until uh, they w- they sat on this story for a while. <laughs> for years. She's 108. We got to She might be right. It's like, uh, she said, a lot of greyhounds. That's what I do. Greyhounds. Uh, she lives in a, a in England. And she's like, I'm excited to celebrate my birthday. I've had a nice life. Uh, I've had a lot of dogs in my life, and I've kept them that way. I've got uh, zero family left. Never had kids. Never had grandkids because of that. 
So uh, just, you know, greyhounds. Got a lot of greyhounds. And uh, people always knew her as the greyhound lady. Uh, and she said, yeah, it's the key to a long life. I've never had kids. Never had the stress of kids. Never had I the financial. I drink greyhounds yeah. at first, but I remember there was. And after watching the curious case of uh, Natalia Grace, uh, kids shouldn't exist at all. There's just a good chance they're going to turn on you. I'm doing my part. Yeah, me too. Brett and I are on top of this, keeping those potential murderous orphans off the end of your bed. And people are emailing saying that documentary you talked about is the exact premise of the movie Orphan. I think there was some borrowed, maybe, but the uh, they talk about that in the documentary, too, because they're like, this is a lot like the movie Orphan. They're like, we know. Uh, you, it's horrifying. Two foot, 11, 45 pounds, and you're afraid of it. You know how far I could kick one of those? <laughs> uh, pubic hair flying all over the place. Like Robbie Gold, just there we go. <laughs> double doink. Yep. Doink, doink. Ah, we're not going to the Super Bowl, but that thing's gone. Oh, I would boot that down the first sign I see a two foot, anything two foot 11, 45 pounds holding a knife and say, it's got to get within like eight inches of me to stab me because its arms aren't very long. I'd kick that thing so hard before it even had a chance. It might stab my foot as I get my foot close to it to kick it, but there's no love and there's no love that exists. That puts me past that horrifying thing. I think they just started out of the wrong foot. The pubes? She came to the house. Sure, she didn't wax before she got there. She immediately sent out clothes. And she doesn't like American dolls or what have you. You know, (laughs) move on. Right. Find her a toy that she likes. Look, bottom line is, if you're going to adopt one, get a brand new one. Nothing with a history and nothing with trouble. You can't check the Carfax on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could check the Carfax on this Obviously one. Obviously, it was doesn't all work. dented up. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it had illnesses and stuff. This this car was not running properly when she got well, it. Well, then that's on them. They should know Exactly. Better. You don't buy a beat-up car. It's a fixer-upper with no chance of fixing it up. And then they interviewed the mom. God, I can't get enough of this documentary. They interviewed the mom back in Russia, the original mom. They're like, why'd you give her up? It's like, the doctors told us, like, this kid's a mess. Don't keep it. And they took it. Like, you got a daughter already. Her words. I already had a daughter, so they basically said, this is going to this is be nothing but money. The Russian agency Russian because they knew like they The Russian could, uh, doctors are like, ugh. You, you, want, you sure you want this? This is a mistake. This is a goof. If this was a t-shirt print, we'd just, we'd reset everything and start over. And they basically told her, like, uh, it's not going to walk right. It's never going to grow. It's got all sorts of stuff wrong with it. We're going to take it off your hands and put it in some home. And they did. And then some American came by. and Three, in fact. She kept getting pawned off. She was such a mess. Anyway, the curious case oh. of Natalia Grace. I, it's, it's all I'm going to think about all day long. Dogs, not kids. The secret to a healthy, happy life. 108 years. Now, I love that people will argue that. But when the dude goes on TV and says, I take a shot of Jack Daniels and have a Twinkie first thing every day. I'm like, oh, boy, that's great. The second somebody goes against kids, well, that's just, she's a crazy old lady. What if she's right? What if she's right? She almost made me, this is the first time I've ever wanted kids. If it what? means, well, the trade-off is that I live to 108. It shortens your life. It shortens your life. Oh. <laughs> give, me, give me three immediately. Give me that, give me the midget with a knife. 108, yelling at them, yeah. get off my lawn. It's just too long. I have, Chucky, uh, I'm in. I have other gay friends, not my neighbors, who adopted a uh, kid I tried to kill him. And uh, the funny part was is that he was fine. And they're like, we're going to go get his brother now. His brother's down there. And 
Central America or wherever. We're going to go get him, too. And uh, while that kid was being flown over, the first one tried to kill him in their sleep. <laughs> I know three people who have adopted kids, and it's can, worked for like I mean, one. you can have that same action on, you know, biological kids, too. Not taking a chance. You could. You can get a murderer out of it. None of this sounds like a sell to me. It's the exploding car. Yeah, sure, you can get a car that some explode, used or new. They could both explode. Like, this, this, what kind of salesman are you? But, you know, most of the time they're pretty good. Not worth it to find out you've got one of the exploding ones. Forget it. There's a recall on children right now. But you got to get on this thing. It's pretty great. And, Brady, you were off in Columbus for the four days having family adventure and I love did. and kisses it was, and hugs uh, and... It was a happy, sad weekend. Yeah. It's really, you know, I've been going back there uh, for the last year in our, well, almost two years. Yeah. I'd say this is probably the last time with my dad. We'd one yeah. last golf game. We We've been talking about, about that, that for years. Yeah. One last fishing trip. Yeah. One last hunting trip. And this one was, is... Probably it. Well, yes. You think I would so? say it is. Yeah, yeah. I would say in the... Um, and it was good because, you know, sometimes you always hear friends that say... I wish I would have said this before yeah. God. And I tried to do that with my dad this weekend. and um, Tried to articulate some stuff. And just be open yeah. about the situation. Uh, he says, I'm ready to go. Right. More like, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And there's, um, there's dignity in that. There is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I text with you a couple of times about the situation. And it's like, man, the guy has been um, just a champ on how so graceful taking yep. it because when you see him and i know a lot of people experience this that i've heard story after story a person said you know i thought this was it for my mom yeah and she ended up living or my grandmother lived two more years after that. Yeah. there's no it would be horrible that's a yeah just because they're ready to go yeah they don't he, necessarily want like to try so ready to go but he's like it is what it is yeah. um you know but i definitely I would say not even a month. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that stinks. But, yeah. but it was time, um, it was a great weekend because it was a weekend of closure. But it is weird when you get back on, on the plane last night. I'm like, wow, this is... Uh, that's it? Yep. Yeah. That's an odd feeling, I'm sure. That it, the next time I'm going back is, I'm like, okay, Dad, yeah. do your thing. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. then you, uh, you sit around, like when you talked about... When you talk to your dad, or we've talked about this, people do a live, you know, things that you want to say about yeah. them. Do it to them while they're alive. While they're there. Yeah, say it while they're still around. Because, yeah. you you know, one of the things we talked about was planning this whole, you know, the memorial. When's the, right. How are you going to do the calling hours? Because we thought maybe last week, I thought maybe the time that I'd be there yeah. this past weekend, he was going to yeah, be gone. Yuck. Um, but you plan that thing up, and it just with him in the room he could hear everything yeah um you know and the last thing uh that i said because i was pushing it to catch the flight sure and it was kind of rushed but this nurse was in there evaluating for the last time to say um you know he's okay the green light for morphine and that kind of stuff he eats eating very little um and she says she's from nurk and i go new jersey are you the Sopranos? No, she says I'm Nurk, Nurk, Ohio. Nurk. Yeah, that's how they say Newark. Oh, they do. Yeah, the oh. Nurk. That's kind of the hillbilly Newark? way. 
Yeah. They say Nurk. Nurk. That's right. kind of the joke. Kind right. of uh, they're they're the hill people. Yeah. Like those idiots like a Washington and Washington. stuff. And yeah, I said, yeah. well, Nerd. you don't have to yeah. deal with the Sopranos. Um, right. And um, so I say, Dad, I got to go. And he goes, I'm a Soprano. You're dead. Oh, he's <laughs> going to sing because he was a Soprano. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I go, he well, I've been blessed with that voice my whole life, too. <laughs> yes, you're both Sopranos. And we would pay to hear both of you sing. And I think In he, fact, was, he was, he was yeah. joking on both because he knew yeah. of the series. And sure. But he wanted to belt out a tune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to deal with that. It's no fun. But there is, uh, like I told you, it's like this, this strange uh, uh, gift he's giving all of you by making it easier on you. Yes. To have these opportunities. Now, your dad has lived a perfect existence. You know, it's that weirdness that's like, let me make it easy on everyone else. Just a perfect person. And that's what they, and I think that's what most parents want. I just saw a thing today yeah. that 61% of uh, seniors right now, the biggest worry is, um, will I have enough money? Oh, they're, yeah. they're worried about the money more than they are dying. Of course. Because the then it's suffering yeah. and dying because that's inevitable. Yeah. But yeah, that's that movie ending where it's like, you know, it's Big Fish where your dad gets to lay in the bed and tell a story. It was. And then it pass was away. Totally so. that and, and, and that's so. everybody's dream. So, I mean, it sounds terrible to say, but it's good that it's going down this way. And I'm sorry you're going through it. It's got to be crap. But you got a chance to go back, which I think everybody out there listening and, and me especially, I have no ties to this at all as far as yeah. understanding. You don't understand until it happens. Yep. There's no possible way I could say, oh, I get it. I don't. I don't know what it's like to live. I mean, you do. I, yeah, you I know, did. Your mom I do away. now. Yeah. And your mom didn't pass away. We uh, didn't know. You didn't she know. just went yeah. in her sleep. So it's, yeah. I don't know if that's easier or if it would be harder to have to go back and, you know, like, like Brady did and yeah. just do the final goodbyes and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's strange. Yeah. It's my, what would my, be easier, you know, I don't or know better that, in yeah. the end. It's yeah. getting the call. Right. Or having the opportunity to say, all right. Let's my my grandma. I swear, a weight lifted off of her after my grandpa passed away. That everybody watched happen, and he had Alzheimer's, and for fifteen and a half years, slowly turned into nothing. Yeah, and was just a shell of a human being at the end. But nobody wants you know you're not working for recovery, but nobody wants that to end. It's more personal. It's more about your life, you know, being like less than because that person's no longer there. So it's memories that, you know, die and, and, you know, but they actually go further if you let them. It's a lot of people are like, oh, there's no more things we can do. But my grandma was done. My grandpa didn't want to be alive anymore. And my grandma was a caretaker and she's getting older. Yeah. And it was like, th this isn't fair. And when he passed away, she was a rock for everyone else. She was the one who dealt with it the best. It was amazing. And I didn't get to hang around him a lot, but going uh, back and seeing her and having her, she flew out to us and we're, she was great. She's like, I just need, you know, it was time to go. Yeah. She hated him being gone, but it was time to go. It's crazy. Yeah. The world. The world where it is. But Brady, at least some little tiny two foot 11 inch 45 pound knife wielding orphan didn't come in and ruin the entire event. She might stop by the wake. Yeah. I don't know if that <laughs> If Natalia Grace shows up today. <laughs> oh, no. There's one last thing I need to tell you, boy. That's your sister over there. What, that little mop and bucket thing? That's a human being. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning somebody, a.k.a. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. Yeah, so I, it's, blech. It's a lot of weight. 
and that's no fun. But uh, sorry, you're dealing with that. But you know what? You got to do what most people never do. True. Just go back yeah. and say, if, for like the eighth time. Yeah. Like you've had goodbye to dad a lot. We've teased about it a ton. He had his open heart surgery years ago. You went back, you had some fishing trip. Yeah, I'm like, this is it. He's this done. It. Well, no he fell. way. He fell. He broke his yeah. hip. Oh, there's no way he's coming back from that. That's it. Fly back, say goodbye. And then if he recovers again, the man is Green Mile. Two aneurysms in there yeah. that have done nothing. They're just hanging around. But yeah. And what's good is my mom is, is ready ish. She, she's saying the same thing. You know, it's, like, Tom, it's time. Go home. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, she didn't want to. Nobody wants to remember this for ages and ages. It's like when our old boss Chuck called me. I'm not going to make it another month. Oh Jesus! Hi, how are you? <laughs> not good. You're speaking at my funeral. What do you want me to say? I don't know. You're the funny one. You want me to write it for you? Jesus Christ! I'm like, oh my, God. he still got it. The next time I talked to him, and I got to say things to him I didn't expect I need to say. Next time I tried to talk to him was babble. It's amazing. Gone. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And it is. There's that moment where, and like you said, that's great advice. It's just, you know what? Say what you say while somebody's alive. You don't have to wait for a eulogy to say all the things. Eulogize people while they're alive. That's what I say. That's a good thing. That's really nice. Too. And then sit down and watch. Plan ahead. You know, when you're talking about the, we went and uh, saw Trajan, Trajan Mm -hmm. Wealth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can just tell you firsthand of, uh, oh, the, of the stuff that even stuff that was done, you know, 10 years later and uh, or 10 years ago. Yeah. It's just making sure because especially you don't really think about, uh, you know, we say, oh, I'm going to be cremated. And right. the other details that fall in there. Tons. I, it's, the, it's, it I'm, can be a pain. It's like a wedding yeah. almost. Oh, it's terrible. I had to go through it. it. Oh, uh, with, with your mom's, mom's passing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If it's not you an don't order. You realize how much mm-hmm. is involved in yep. that. Everything has to be in order. I, I didn't know that until, I, again, the, the guys at Trajan walked me through that estate plan thing. I had no, I've avoided it forever because I'm afraid of it. I, yeah. It's just bottom line. Was I just didn't want to talk about it. I got time, too. Oh, like, that's how I kept saying, ah, if I drop dead tomorrow, I'll be dead. Who cares? Uh-uh. All your stuff just disappears. And, and it goes, don't it goes mess sideways. around with that because sometimes you know sometimes oh. you can have I'll just do the thing online. No, and uh, it's no good. So sometimes you, you just gotta. Just it can be a headache. The weight off your shoulders is yep. incredible. Yeah, once that thing, I've got these two big binders now at my house. I'm still not done putting everything together, but yeah. it's done. And I've, I I got to do some writing in it, but it's such a relief to know that it's. It's buttoned up as far as yeah, like, if, now, if now I the, croak now. Now the end part is on you yeah. as far as things. It's kind of fun. You Yeah, you start. Sure, you start it, a, it gets to be I kind mean, of fun. fun. <laughs> what, what you want to say, you can write a letter to yourself. Sure. Or, well, yeah, here's your speech for my funeral. Yeah. I want everybody to read this. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, going into surgery, I have zero concern about what happens to my stuff. It's great. Yeah, well, anyway. Real uplifting, Brady. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I was telling Thanks for laughs, guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes. Uh, there's truth to the whole thing too. That the, you know, nobody gets that kind of graceful moment. My dad's last memory of his dad is not pretty. It's wandering into a hospital room with my grandpa covered in filth because he couldn't control himself. My grandpa screaming, "Get out! I don't want you to see me this way." Uh, those moments are more common than you know the graceful yeah. goodbye, the kiss on the cheek. The you know, very rare. Most of us die ugly. I know I'm going to. Mine's going to be, I'll be covered in feces alone in some strange room. <laughs> Probably slipped on something, my own yummy. 
I left in the shower, down, hit my head, and crap myself, and that's how they find me. I tell you, that's a whole new respect for the people that work in that oh. industry. I, mean, I think they're kind Esther, of crazy. I think those people are a little bit crazy. It's it's got to be a calling, like yeah, it's a crazy calling. Yeah, uh, there's somebody to be to surround yourself in. The, I tell that to Doctor Fixler, the guy who runs uh, Happy Endings Euthanasia. I'm like, you, there's something about you that's not right, but I'm glad you exist. I'm glad that you have that screw loose that you can do this for people. To be around that much sadness, the guy goes door to door, putting pets down, and it's the best service in the world. But you got to think from his shoes, it's, we, it's a job of sadness every day. I don't know. I, it's, you got to be nuts. It's uh, bringing joy to sadness. I suppose. Well, it's do, but you got to, yeah, you got to switch because perspective. Because you're helping people out in that you aspect. That switch to the living. Yeah. But you're still surrounded by sadness. Yeah. And you're, yeah, you're, you're making sad a little bit more tolerable. Well, those, those people over at hospice and stuff, amazing human beings. Some ain't right with them. Nobody should want to do that, but there's you're goofed up, but in the best possible way. Like, I'm glad you're goofed up. I'm glad you exist, but you're goofed up. Like, I want to work in a hospital. You're insane. I'm glad you exist. Now go do your job, but you're nuts. You know? The Nathan Sutherlands of the world are rare. The ones that want to care, that are caretakers for all the wrong reasons, but they exist too. But that to me kind of proves that everybody's a little bit nuts because you can't tell the nutty ones from the good ones. In those situations at any given time. That's why That's why those movies are so believable with, you know, people who are vulnerable and nursing homes and things like that. And the nurse is deep down evil, you know. A lot of nursing homes have that problem where they beat people well, a, and do all sorts of horrible stuff. Talk about help wanted. That's an industry Heck, that can right? always use. Not enough nuts. And there's a lot more old people than there used to be. They're everywhere. Because of why? We're living too goddamn long. But there you go. It's a what an uplifting thing, and I am uh, still a little bit high, Brady. So this has been very hard. <laughs> this is an awkward conversation, <laughs> but yeah, your dad is one of the greatest people I've ever known. So I hate to see him go, but I like that this it's is ready. It's happening. So good for you and the family, and having a, conquered that race the best he possibly could. What an uplifting way to bring her back. Nice job. <laughs> I'll call my dad later today and I'll tell him what for. And then all he'll talk about is cryptocurrency. That's the problem with trying to tell your dad while he's still alive. Hey, let's have a serious talk. You know, I've always appreciated you in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got this XRP thing. I saw an article on that. It's going to pop. We're going to Australia. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about that. He would not. If I tried to, that's the thing. The glory is you say something like, tell your dad you love him today. Tell your mom you care and have that moment today. If they're alive, they're closer to dying than, and they think about it more than you do. They don't want it brought up. Let me just talk to you. What, what do you know? What do you think? Do I look bad? What's going on? Why are you telling me this? Like you go try to tell Kurt today that, hey, I just want to tell you, I love you. And uh, I've always, pre- what's the matter with you, twink? You yeah. bother me with this stuff yeah, right tell now? Tell me to go F myself. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. How much do you need? And I feel <laughs> fine. Get off my ass. <laughs> do this at my funeral. I think it's a nice thought to think that. You can eulogize someone while they're alive. I don't think you'd want that person doing it. I, I, I don't think the person being told that would, hey, I'm not dying. Leave me alone. Timing on that is definitely yeah. key. You got to wait for them at least to be Because you get to that point asleep. where they get past that age of 
you know, inquiring about the Bitcoin. That's where they've kind of, <laughs> right? you know, because right. my dad all of a sudden, you know, world issues Didn't were care. no longer. Yeah. It was about really life. Yeah. yeah you he's just, do he's this. done with yeah. the future. Yep. Yeah. That's what you got to wait for before. You can't just eulogize your dad sitting there, you know, while you're looking online at Bitcoin prices. Yeah. I just want to let you know that when you die. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> stop. Who says I'm going to die before you? That's what my dad would say immediately. Well, when you die, just know that you were a pain in my ass for 17 years. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'll say at your funeral. This kid was a pain in the ass. The good times are uh, past that time, so you can finally dive into stuff. Now, take me back to Cuba. Tell me <laughs> yeah, more about that. <laughs> right when and they're on very the open about all that stuff. Yeah, he has to clear the tanks before he goes up to the big house. Yeah. Sure. Because he can't have that Cuba secret floating around at the gates of uh, St. Peter if he's a believer, for crying out loud. Which, by the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger is. I don't know if you saw him this weekend. They asked him about the afterlife. Heaven is a complete fantasy. We just died. It's it. It's over. All right. Well, thanks, Arnold. What an interesting uplifting. chat. He, he also you. said it was uh, the, the toughest day was him going back to Maria to tell him, uh, I've had a baby with the cleaning lady. i the baby with the cleaning lady. That's a hard one for me. <laughs> I wanted to tell you directly. And he's open enough like he just found out he got diagnosed with something. All of a sudden, Arnold's all open. Like, I'm waiting for Arnold to tell us all this stuff because this is coming out of nowhere with, with There's Arnold. a couple of his uh, peers and a little bit younger that were heavy. They're bodybuilders yeah. that have just recently kind of exploded. Yeah. Right. Something about Arnold's like he's becoming an open book. He's clearing the air. Yeah. When he said that. I don't know. Is he? He's doing new TV shows and everything. Like maybe this is one last run for Arnold. Maybe this is way to promote. Yeah, everybody. Fubar. I know you didn't ask, but listen, here's the three toughest days of my life. And also there is no heaven. Like what in the world is he doing? And then at the end, check out Fubar. Yeah. But don't forget Netflix Fubar. I still make money. I'm not stupid. Anyway. Well, I hope everybody feels good today. I'm going to go home and drug up and. Sleep. And you can come to my house, Brady, when I'm on my heroin. Practice goodbye speeches on me because I'm pretty much in that state. <laughs> I'm just staring at the ceiling fan going, wow, wow. After this wow. conversation, you better be sharing your drugs because yeah. this is no, man, miserable. Yeah, well, it's his fault. <laughs> I blame Brady and his family. Uh, it's uh, 722. What do you got in the big board of musical treats over there, Brady? Uh, wake up song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Have you ever thought about getting out on the bike? It doesn't matter if it's on the trail or riding the canal system or just around town. They got e-bikes, mountain bikes, everything, and they are riders there. So they're going to have, they're going to have all the knowledge you need. It's not like going to some big box store and buying a bike. So actionrideshop.com is where you're going to go and uh, just go visit Josh and the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. On the list, uh, Avatar, uh, Slayer's uh, War Ensemble, because I guess it's Tom Mariah's birthday today. Hey. Uh, Social D. Cutting Crew just died in your arms for John's flaccid arm situation. Uh, Def Leppard, of course, Rock of Ages for the one-armed drummer. It uh, is kind of the best. Like, that dude, I, like, I was watching a Def Leppard thing online this week and going, I admire uh, him more than ever. He lost his arm and kept drumming. Yeah. I couldn't eat ice cream. Like, his ambition was so much more than mine. I'm going to chuck ice cream at the nurse and blame her for every all the world's problems. This dude's like, no, I'm good. Rick Allen's like, I can still do it. And he's still doing it. And then they put their biggest album out when he loses yes, an arm. he loses an arm, and then they have the biggest success ever. And he learned to play the drums with that one arm in, like, a week. It didn't well, they take were, him they were, 
I remember saying that, you know, he wants to play. He's like, he's driven. He wants to play. And they're like, mm. I don't know so if he's going to or not. Yeah. Well, I've always said that about a band. You have to have an even number of limbs to be considered a, a rock and roll band. He's pushing that. But I still I still stand by it. Most of like, because he's got that little machine his foot hits. Yeah. But then when double bass came into play, I, like he, he's amazing. I would have quit and just been sad and probably ended up killing myself. Having one arm sucks. I can tell you that from experience now. And my other arm's getting better. But having one arm sucks. All you one arm people out there, thumbs up. The only one you got. Thumb up. Thumb uh, up. That's right. That's right. Slipknot, Deftones, uh, Bullet for My Valentine, Life of Agony, Cult, Soil, Avenged Sevenfold, Soulfly, Stone Sour also on the list. Yeah, Pretty right. solid uh, musician birthdays. Uh, you got James Monkey Schaefer. Oh, it's Monkey's birthday? 53. There you go. Uncle Cracker. Nah, that's so solid. Um, Tom Arias, so we yeah. have that one. Steve Vai. It's Steve Vai's birthday. Yeah, wow. 63. D-Day is and a Jimmy big Jam. Day. Oh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis from <laughs> the, the Time and Janet Jackson. And this is a D-Day, so we're talking about... 79 yeah. years ago. Yeah, and then they, uh, the glory of D-Day brought us some great musicians, evidently, somehow. Not sure. I don't want to do it. We just did Slayer a couple days ago. And happy birthday to free agent D-Hop. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is uh, 30, 31 you know, today. Waiting for a team to pick him up because the Cardinals got played like fiddles by the rest of the league. Uh, what do you want to do, Brett? Uh, hmm. I don't know. No cutting crew. No. no I was going to draw the <laughs> Oh, that's a great set. Regardless. <laughs> did anyone cover that? Uh, I'm sure somebody I had to have. Probably horribly. Uh, we can go with, how about, uh, ah, we could do, well, we just did Slayer. How about Absolute Zero? Okay. That's it. I, think that's I love that one. That's a good one. Absolute Zero by uh, Stone Sour. That's solid all the way around. We'll go with that. Since we brought her right back there. Some guy emailed and said, tell Brady he's lucky. Last time I saw my dad, he looked at me and he started screaming at me that he wasn't getting good treatment. And I told him, I'll do all I can. He goes, you do all you can. You run this place. God damn it. He thought I was the doctor. He had no idea who I was. That's what I, you yeah. know, I had two friends that their parents are over in the same facility. And it's like, I've been visiting my mom the last two years. Yeah. No, no idea. Yeah. My grandma used to play games with my dad and pretend she didn't know who he was. And then when he'd, he'd be like, all right, well, I'll let you go. Dan, don't go. And then she she fiddled like with his brain the whole way. Like she was just going crazy. She's like, "I don't know who you are. Why are you bothering me?" And he's like, "It's your son." Who? I don't have a son. And he'd go and talk to her for a little bit. And he's like, "All right, well, um, I guess I'll call you another time." Because he's like, "She's having a bad day." And then she'd snap and start talking to him about memories and stuff and keep him on. And then when he'd start saying, she'd be like, "Who is this? Who's talking to me?" He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna shake her and bounce her off every wall." What's wild is. If you'd walk into that room where he is, he'd go. He says to every friend that came by, he knows the name, even yeah. though it's kind of it's mumbling yeah. a little bit. He's but you would walk in and he'd go, John, dickhead, give me a little Walter Brennan. <laughs> he'd make me do I an impression. <laughs> <laughs> so the potential goodbye for me to him would be, hey, I'm sitting on a gold mine. Yeah, that's good stuff there. Good Walter Brennan. <laughs> and now I can pass. That's all he's waiting for. <laughs> Me to roll in, do a couple of voices, and get the hell out of Dodge. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.